My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 33. And today we sit down with one of the co-founders at Loft Roasters, Mason Wilson, and talked about coffee, China, and community. So let's go. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing real good. You excited about being on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Never thought I'd be on a podcast, but here I am. Surprise podcast. You thought it was a meeting, but it was a... Uh, yeah, a complete surprise. We were waiting in the shadows to... I had set up a meeting at three, and Logan says, you ready to do a podcast? And... It's podcast time. Here we are. So you just got back from... From China. From China, yeah. yeah. Where were you at in China? I was in southeastern... Well, southeastern Asia, but specifically like a city called Puar uh, in the region of Yunnan that borders uh, Laos, Thailand, and Vietnam. Dope. Yeah. How long were you there? Uh, right about a year. Jeez. Did you love it? Oh, every moment of it. it the first like few months was kind of rough because it was like the first time I'd ever been out of the country for like that long. Um, and like the language barrier is pretty difficult. But after that, like it, it got really awesome after about Dece- December. And I moved there in that August last how long, year. How long were you there? Or uh, Sorry, I already asked you that. I was, I was going to ask uh, like favorite part. Oh, favorite part. Favorite and uh, least favorite part. Favorite part was meeting a bunch of random, like awesome coffee people. Like they are some of the most interesting people. Uh, like mostly when you just meet people that are living abroad, like they are usually pretty cool people. Yeah. And so that was my favorite part. We'd meet people from Kenya, from India, Guatemala, and they all had cool, interesting stories of how they got where they are or what they're doing there. Um, so that's probably my favorite part. Um, also a couple of like traveling everywhere that I got to go. I got to go to Ethiopia and I'm going to go to Guatemala in, in the fall, hopefully to visit one of my friends there. But least favorite part, mm, I don't know. It took me a while to get used to, to the working culture of the company I was working for. Hmm. And that was not easy to get used to at first. Cause they, <clears throat> they like really wanted to go, you know, 10, 12 hour days. It was like, that was the normal show up at eight, leave at eight. Yeah. So I remember one of my first, uh, one of my first like jobs I had was like basically packaging and we had a really small roasting department at the time. And I think I'd been there maybe a month and I had to wind up working like a 16 hour shift or something. And that was not even on my radar at one point in my life until then. Good gosh. Yeah. What's the longest you'd work before then? (laughs) In high school, I was working four hour shifts at a grocery store. So like that's all I knew. And then I became an RA and. Uh, college, so like two hour shifts. Jeez, not even bad. This is a pretty big difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. completely. So, how tall are you? Uh, like six one ish. Did you dominate the basketball circuit over there? No way. These guys have a, have in their pro in their schedule programs for like school and college. You can study being like a like a basketball teacher. Like, you can just study basketball. Really, and that's all you do. You go play basketball and take tests on it. That's it. So there's guys out there who like the gym crew and they just have only ever played basketball. Really? Yeah. But, but then you have the, the other people guy. who are not very good. Like the but you're the tallest guy. No. Or is that a stereotype? That's mostly right, but on the court, these dudes show up. They got their KDs on, ready to ball out. Yeah. And so I mean there's there's like this one like six foot seven dude, super skinny, but like he was tall, so he just blocked every shot anybody took. It wasn't fair. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. He is like the president of the CBA. So who's, the, who's the most like famous athlete over there? From China? Yeah. 
Definitely Yao Ming. I would say probably Yao really? Ming. Yeah. Who's the most famous athlete over there? Like, not, uh, not from China. LeBron James. Yeah. Or Kobe. That's all I heard was LeBron, Kobe. You know Kobe? Yeah. That's, That's all I knew. I think I've said it on a podcast before, but I, I'm always careful to talk about, like, China. Because I feel like it's easy to get into stereotypes for me. Yes. It's very easy. Not intentionally. Very quick. I've seen it since I got back, like, eating dinner with my family and stuff, like the jokes they would make. And I'm like, okay, guys, yeah. reel it in a little bit. Like, yeah. It's not all true. However, some of it was true when I was there. Specifically, the region I was in, like, you know, the whole, oh, everyone is bad at driving if you're Asian. But, like, in this specific area, it was true because on the daily, like, every, almost every day when I was driving, I would almost be involved in a car accident. Like, yeah. It was, it was bad. But they're trying to figure out how to get those people cultured and oh, learn yeah, to drive. so many people, though. Yeah. Was it, was it really crowded? Like My city was? wasn't too bad because um, it's really just like a farming community around that whole area. Yeah. yeah. And so that was like the biggest city for miles. Um, but you, then you get into like the, the big cities, like the tier one cities. Yeah. 25 million people is like a normal thing. And there's probably about seven or eight of those types of cities. 20 to 30 million people in each city. Jeez. Your Shanghai, Beijing, Guangzhou, Chengdu all have like 20 million plus people. Yeah. And that's insane. Yeah. So you were over there for coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Originally. Just a taste test. Uh, and yeah. Kidding. Something like I'm that. You know, study, taste, whatever. All the things. So what was that like? I mean, just getting to learn about, like that's what you did, right? Was learn about mm -hmm. coffee mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So like, I had taken a class that previous uh, February in California for just roasting or whatever through SCA. And it was cool. Like I, re I really enjoyed that class, but then going to China and taking like all these classes and actually having hands-on practice with all this stuff outside of classes was like, it wasn't an overload, but it really showed me that there was like, this is an actual thing. Like there's science behind this stuff. And yeah. there's this realism to it that is not really like I, I didn't really notice that before. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's like that's just such a different culture from here. Yeah, it was. I, mean, I really enjoyed it though. The culture was great. Like people were super nice, and obviously the food's great. Yeah. But is it um, great? Yes. I where we were, it was like the 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 style of food changes from region to region. Okay. And so like in the northern areas, you'll have the sweet and sour, which everybody's familiar with. Yeah. But where we were, we had uh, spicy and sour. And so I really learned to like spicy food because you didn't have a choice. Everything was hot. You could ask for less peppers or yeah. that's about all you could do. But man, that was good stuff. Can, you get, can you get a burger? You can get a burger. Or like pizza? Yeah, they have a pizza hut there. A pizza hut? Yep, pizza hut. I don't know why that just feels wrong. It's like a five-star restaurant there. Do they have a Panda Express? Uh, No. <laughs> that's no got to be offensive. That's, that's, that's a little bit offensive. Didn't Panda Express... Did we talk about this, Jared? Did Panda Express start? Or did they invent the orange chicken? I think they did. No, I think they did. They I might don't think have. that's like an authentic food. I don't think so either. I, I never saw orange chicken on no, the menu. No, I think that they really did invent it, which is kind of weird. Probably. Because I thought that was like like premium Chinese food. Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they, do they? Bring in, uh, bring in some facts today. Their co-founder, just a chef who created orange chicken, was inspired by some chicken that they had. Jared said that the chef, the co-founder, the co-founder co said one of their chefs. Okay, so it was inspired by. Okay, mm. okay, that makes sense. Interesting. Sorry. No, you're good. A lot of stereotypes, man. It's 
they're fun they're fun to actually like work out and see if that's really a thing yeah um but most of the ones i always heard growing up i found weren't true yeah like you know i always heard like chinese people were kind of mean or rude yeah and i never met a, a rude chinese person at all like they were always wanting you to come sit down and drink tea with them or hey come have a cigarette which man the amount of cigarettes i was offered in china was ridiculous really yeah uh, I remember one night I was in some pub place with with some friends and this guy just kept handing me cigarettes and like he wouldn't stop. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want it. And, no, no, come on. Come Are you on, just taking on. them? Yeah. Just pocketing them? <laughs> yes. Reselling yeah. them? Save, save that for later. That's business. Business 101. Man. So what what makes somebody move to another country for a year to learn about coffee? Hmm. It's a good question. I still don't really know it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's dope. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I, I never had thought, like especially China. I never thought I would live there specifically, but yeah, like I never had ever even believed I would live outside of Texas for a year. Yeah, maybe a month. Cool, but you know, the whole China thing was super new to me, and I went into it with kind of a like I'm not gonna think about this till the last minute, and so when I finally thought about, it, I was like, oh crap, I'm moving to China. This is crazy. But before that, I had no I okay, I'm moving to China. And that, that was yeah, just yeah. it. Like I just jumped straight into it and didn't yeah, yeah. think about it. Um, and I guess it's just kind of me, but how does someone do that? You just got to commit, honestly. Yeah. Like it's going to be a hard decision regardless, but it's it, it'll be a good decision. Even if it's the worst time of your life. Yeah. You, you can come back and hang out and be like, man, that sucked, but I learned a lot from that. Yeah. So if, if my time had been the worst time of my life there, I still would be super thankful for it because who like who just gets to move to middle of nowhere China and yeah. hang out with people? Not many. Yeah. So do you build some pretty thankful. deep relationships? Do what? Do you build some pretty deep relationships? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um there's a couple guys that like I really just felt the heart for is like one guy named Peter. Uh, he's kinda like one of the like he's probably like the third in charge boss up there. But he he's like twenty eight and just he speaks really good English, so I really connected with him immediately. And he's the first guy who picked us up from the airport. Cool. And stereotypes, he's actually like six foot six, so he's super tall, which was insane to see that as my first Chinese first guy. Person, to, yeah, to pick me up from the airport. It's all a lie. It's a lie. That's a lie. wild, man. So, you love coffee? Yes. Do you like? Do you have a whole new appreciation for coffee after spending a year in China? Hundred percent. So yes. Why? Uh, I thought I knew coffee before. Like I'd go to cool coffee shops and I had visited Portland. I was that guy. Like the, I know coffee because I went to Portland. Um, And when I got there, I realized there's more to this thing than just like going to cool coffee shops and and saying I've been to this place and like making people feel like they're less because you've been to these places. They don't drink the black coffee or whatever. Like I realized there's more than that. That good cured coffee. Yeah. The good. We're not going to go there, Logan. Good folders. I see there's a French press next to me, so that's very inspiring. Whose desk is it by? That's true. Darren's. It's not by me. Ah, That's rough. But, yeah, like getting there and seeing the science behind coffee Mm -hmm. really just opened my mind to, like, this is actually a craft. Like, there's actually something to this besides just putting coffee in a cup and making it taste good. I got to learn about what makes coffee taste good. And there's so many things that go into just that small little topic. Yeah. Like how do you grow it? Where do you grow it? Did you actually fertilize it or not? Did you, what kind of process did you do to dry the coffee? Yeah. 
and that like that's already like four things right there and we haven't even got to roasting it and then actually serving the coffee and so that's another million different things you could do yeah. there so seeing that and seeing the process and actually doing it for the company i worked for was super eye-opening and it's given me a nice vision for the future of how i would like to do coffee stuff in the future um but that would take a while because they they're a special thing like they, what they're doing is super cool yeah so we talked one time and you were at were you at or going to like the world championship oh for yeah coffee? yeah so That's i was a thing. yeah the world roasting championship uh this guy from america named mark michelson was friends with one of the guys who owned the company that I was working for, uh, which by the way is Torch Coffee Roasters. Well, I don't know if it's roasters, but Torch Coffee. And so he came and taught a class at the company. And so I got to listen to this guy teach me about coffee roasting, which is cool. The you know American champion. Yeah. And so he brought the American champion for brewing as well with him. And they're both from the same company. company. <clears throat> and so we went to Guangzhou, China and volunteered to to do brew bars and stuff like that and sell our stuff for torch and then we watched mark compete in the roasting championship which i think he wound up taking like 11th out of like 30 people or that's pretty cool yeah you know, there's probably more than that i can't remember i think the guy from italy won and he was like the only one who attempted a dark roast coffee which is kind of funny because like that italians are like known for their dark roast coffee as like a normal thing so that was fun that was cool Man, that's I didn't know that was a real thing. If you just said there was a world roasting championship, I would have thought it was just like people like roasting each other. <laughs> that's what I would have thought. Yeah, that's, that would be that's a good, definitely a Logan thought. That'd be a good show, though. It would be just a bunch of people roasting each other. It'd be like a, a roast battle. What, what's that show with Nick Cannon? Wild Now. Wild Now. It'd be kind of like Wild Now, but without the the music part. Do you remember that uh, a show back in the day with uh, the dude from that '70s show, the Yamaha show? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilderama. Yeah. Maybe like I that. don't know why that was ever a show. But. Yeah, I actually saw a clip of it the other day, and it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But when you're like in middle school, like that's the funniest joke you've ever heard. Oh, it so hilarious. it's fine. Yeah, and it was always like some nerdy white dude. Always, and then there's like a million p- paid actors behind them to get hype and go crazy as if it was a real thing. But the roasting championship, can you imagine the best people in the world just roasting each other? All right, your turn. You got to start this thing. This is a new venture for you. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. We actually, this is probably bad to admit on a podcast, but we spent some time today looking at people's uh, kids, uh, like their first day of school pictures. <laughs> oh, man. And we just, oh, roast, we just, I was just roasting people. That's messed up. It's usually not like a lot of the kids, their clothes were fire. And I was like, we were like joking about it. Like, I don't know what I wore on my first day. Like, as a kid, like growing up, I didn't look cool at all. I mean, I had spiky no hair. And yeah. we, there was like kids with like hard parts. And like jeans rolled up, some high tops on. Like there were some kids. Yeah, their parents knew what to do. Through. Yeah, because you know they're not dressing themselves. A lot of kids had earrings. See, a lot of guys had earrings. Yeah, really. Kind of interesting. Like a, a kid from. Okay, that's weird. I never, I never thought about that. I think roasting people is like a love language. You know, I can see it. I don't think it's a bad thing all the time. No, as long as it's you know the right the right person. Yeah. If you're just, just gassing record, on somebody else. It's like yeah, I wasn't roasting it. like a third grade girl and trying to make fun of her. Yeah, me. Like, you, got, you got moms. It's the first day photo, and this is a big deal. And you got a blurry photo. <laughs> Come on, you're getting roasted for that. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, Needed. it's probably not always healthy, but that's my love language. It could be fun. That's how I share love with Jared. I just sit in here half the day and just roast him. 
That's business. That's what I was hoping the podcast today would be is that if we if you and Jerry could talk about roasting coffee and I could just roast y'all. That's what I was hoping. It's your own practice. It's your own form of roasting. I yeah. And I, while making, while it takes y'all seven hours to make one cup <laughs> and I've made 7,000 cups of my Keurig. <laughs> Man. So I've been on, I've been on, we've talked, um, I made fun of y'all a lot about coffee, but like yeah. I can, I, I'm, I don't put anything in my coffee anymore. Mm. Just drink it black and I'll drink Folgers straight black. <sighs> and so now that I'm tasting like some pretty good coffees mm-hmm. and then I don't like like stout beers at all and then i had that the odd duck coffee or the yeah, odd duck the, beer at uh, the brewery yeah that's pretty good i haven't had it yet it's oh, been it's, really hot it's so i'm trying it. to like wait for it to cool down but i'm actually might go this this week and, and grab one sounds it's pretty, pretty good. good man i've had about every other beer on the menu so far yeah but that one it's obviously heavy beer but oh yeah for it's sure good but nighttime nice little chillaxing beer yeah i take it so you started a company yeah how many years ago uh, it's probably about two and a half now, maybe three. Yeah. Called Loft Roasters. So why'd you guys start this? Uh, originally it was kind of like, uh, me and my friend Ryan and my friend, uh, Joel, we were all just hanging out and we'd go to coffee shops and talk about how coffee was cool. And so after like just hanging out a lot, um, Joel started roasting coffee and he invited Ryan to hang out with him and roast coffee as well. Um, and then I eventually joined in way after everybody else, but uh, that's fine. So basically, like we were just hanging out and doing a bunch of coffee stuff together. And Joel had this idea before of, hey, what if I like went around and sold coffee that I made? How cool would that be? So he nicknamed it Loft Roasters because uh, at the time he was living in this thing called the Loft. You know, there you go. There's the name. Shout that's out. where he was roasting. So that was kind of the coin on the name. So after that. Uh, Joel went to China to, for his first year, um, which is the reason that I went to China as well. Um, and so basically he left and, and me and Ryan were like, Oh, we need to like make this a real thing. Like, yeah, how cool that'd be like our business. So it was kind of like a, like a definite, definite, like for me at least prideful thing. It's like, man, I'm gonna put my name on a business. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but then it really turned into dang, like we actually want to use coffee to like inspire people to do things and like go out and create these awesome and like really just this, this community aspect. Like we're, we're, we're like, we're, we're both heavily involved in communities uh, around Wichita Falls and in greater Texas. But um, that's kind of our, our, our heart for it now is like, we really want to see communities grow and thrive and, and spread around. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's exciting is that y'all, have, y'all have dope coffee, but like the vision is, is so much yeah, bigger. Yeah, it's, it's so much bigger at this point. Like being able to actually go out and come back from China with this this view of what coffee's as a business is supposed to look like, but then also like be able to have taken my experiences of good, great community and, and, and giving people the opportunity to do something. Yep. Like I've had that given to me so much in my life. So I just want to be able to offer that platform for other people through coffee. I don't, I, you know, that's going to be something that we figure out how to do really well. Yeah. But that's kind of our heart behind why we exist. It's not just because we want to make great coffee. That is a reason, but it's more than that. It's about the people. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's been it's been fun to watch you grow, like over in China and seeing uh, like the entrepreneur start to come out. <laughs> and you start asking business questions. Yeah, I, I graduated from business school and realized I actually don't know much about business somehow. Which no one does until they start. Exactly. So ever since I, I, I started doing it, there's just so many questions that I had and, and 
my boys Logan and Jared are the only ones that I could look to to help me. Well, thanks, man. Mainly yeah. Jared, probably. Yeah. I mean, specifically about coffee, but yeah, you know, you're good at just gauging questions and get me thinking about the right things. It's. I mean, I don't think people realize how hard it is to start a business. I like agree. It's, it's easy. It's easy to have an idea. Uh, yeah, and it's it's sometimes even easy to get started. But man, like running a business is not like yeah, the, like the whole jump from like when do you stop being a hobby and actually being a business, yep. and then the whole paying taxes. Like if you don't have experience with that, then you know, especially like a twenty-one year old or whatever, you don't have much experience paying taxes. Your parents have done it for your whole life, so yeah, like yeah. then you step into paying for your you know your own taxes plus a business and being responsible for all the money and making sure you report it well and don't do anything illegal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of legality stuff that is just over our heads, and but it's fun. I enjoy it. It's a good challenge, but it's definitely not easy. Yeah, yeah, it's no man. It's that that transition stuff. Like when do you when do you start taking on more expense to have an income, mm-hmm. or do you work somewhere else? Because when you work somewhere else, you're taking your best thoughts somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a hard. So what what's y'all's business model right now? Uh. Probably like right now, so our focus is to do wholesale um, coffee uh, through either places that serve coffee or even coffee shops. Eventually, um, that'd be the that's the best way for us to do it. But we also have retail that is pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of retail sales. How do y'all do that? Like people will find you online. Yeah, you can go to our like right now. We have a Facebook. We're working on a website, but you can go to our Facebook and we have a shop on there, and you can look at what offerings we currently have or what origins and you can buy that and you can um we can deliver it to you uh by hand or whatever so it's usually like hand to hand here's your coffee so we can have a conversation and see who you are and meet you and know who you are yeah are y'all shipping it anywhere yeah we can ship we can ship there's a little little tally you just check ship and then you drop your address in there is it subscription based like people you can do subscription yes yeah are y'all just like automatically taking money out people's accounts uh, no, they, they usually have to re-up it right okay. now. Cool. Uh, the, the software on Facebook doesn't really have a, yeah, yeah. a good subscription thing. So What are you building, What platform are you building your website in? Uh, I think right now, I've tried almost every single one of them just yep. to see what they're like. Um, but I've really stuck to Wix. Yep. Um, it's just so easy, even if you do it all by yourself. Like, you don't even use the little um, pre-built stuff. Yep. It's pretty simple. I sure, tried that's using who you get a sponsorship up. from. Yeah. I think so. Some website builder. I think so. Their, their commercials are good. Yeah. Like those little ads they drop on Instagram. Yeah. Oof, I like those. Yeah. Wix is a, Wix is a pretty easy, easy builder. Do they, yeah. have, they have some e-commerce plugins too, I think. They do. They do. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how sophisticated they are in terms of like versus Square Up and some of these other websites, but um, yeah, they, they do have e-commerce. I have some stuff for you. We can talk about it off the podcast, but I got some cool. ideas on how you can. Yeah. I like that. That's good. How you can do that. That's That's a hard part too. Like. Like building the website, keeping up with the website, mm-hmm. taking money. Like it's not all just like roasting coffee, you know? Yeah, no, it's all not. Day. Like that's the fun part. Yeah. The, the hard part is like actually running the business and doing it well. Cause that's, I think it's a, a huge problem with a lot of small businesses is they get stuck in the mindset of, I'm going to run this because it's fun yep. and not run it as a, an actual, this has to make money business. And so they don't treat it with as much respect as they should, hmm. um, which I, I've had to learn that even since I've gotten back that how much should I respect my business that I say I'm about. Um, Cause you know, coming back, I thought I had this huge respect for it now, 
but then I came to find out like, oh, there's a level that I'm still missing. Yeah. And I've been aware of that this week and really tried to nail down that like real drive to do it. Yeah. How many hours are you roast in a week? Uh, For y'all, any of y'all. Yeah. Both of us probably about 10, 10 hours. 10 hours a week? Yeah. That's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, it's not all at once either. You know, we, we both have some jobs and so like we'll just come out after and just hang out, talk to each other, drink coffee, roast coffee. And then either do some sales or try and do some uh, some of that website stuff and more of that like financial logistics. Yeah. Make sure we don't have any slip ups legality wise. Yeah. Jared's been trying to create a competing business. For I a saw few him years. on Instagram with his his in his garage. That was cool. Got his own little setup. I wish I had done that first. That's pretty cool. He's been just trying to like hack into all stuff and get your client list, start sending <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> Yo, you can work for us in the future. He's he's working on his own company. I can feel it. <laughs> That's fine. We need more coffee things in Wichita Falls. That's fine. That's yeah, I kind of blew up over the last few years though. My yeah. coffee shop wise. Yeah. Uh, what was so we've had Eighth Street for what three no like five or six years or something. I think that was the only one that it, I knew of. Yeah, it was the only Besides one like in the cafe. Yeah, as far as I know, it was like the only one in like the entire like Wichita Falls County. Yeah, and, and they're dope. Yeah, so they're cool, and then. All like we had the Starbucks, of course, as well. But oh yeah, Starbucks. Um, what was the first one after that? Frank probably, and Joe's. Probably Frank and Joe's, and then yeah. Mad Duck, I think. Yeah, so Frank and Joe's came, and then um, and, you know, completely different location. Shortly after that, the Odd Duck came up. Yeah. Probably about three or four months after. Yep. And they had been at the what the farmers market for a year before that. Yeah. Just selling coffee at the farmers market. Yeah. So yeah, then they just both blew up and turned into new coffee shops, and yeah. So that, that shows that there's markets here, and people want coffee. You know, why do you think? Why do y'all think that changed? Like, was has coffee always been this big of a deal? Like, Jared was even. I was asking him the other day about. Um, I knew nothing, man, nothing about this game. So, like, cold brew. Yeah. To me, what cold brew is is coffee that you set out for a long period of time and then it got cold, <laughs> and then you just drank it cold, or like iced coffee. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a whole different process. Yeah, it's definitely it's a completely different brewing process. Like you can you can do it from like six hours, twelve hours, twenty four hours, and depending on your outcome, you can have like ready to drink uh, cold brew, or you can have uh, like the concentrate and you just add water to it. Yeah. So Odd, Odd Duck does that. Um, they've been doing that for a while. I love it. Yeah, it's super good. Like I'm not a big fan of the nitro cold brew. Everyone's crazy about that. I don't know why. It's not my thing. So we. I, I think we might have talked about this before. Is is there anything to that the nitro thing like it's coming through like a keg? Yeah, but is it all just? It's just adding nitrogen to cold brew. So it, does it, it change it, the flavor? Uh, not inherently. Like the same flavor is there, but like the way that it comes off to your to yeah. your tongue and stuff like that is is different. So you'll pick up different things, and so like it's it's the same cold brew you'll drink if you just don't put nitrogen to it. But you're right, Jared. Yeah, sorry for doubting you. Yeah. But that nice airy frothiness is gonna hit your face a little bit differently than the the hard just acidic liquid, or sorry, it's not acidic, but so you just throw some nitrogen in it and charge like five dollars more. Theoretically, yeah, that's a good business model. Yeah, it's super easy. You already it have the stuff, cool. and it looks cool. But it's got to be served in a good glass because when you get it to go, it's, it just feels like the same thing when you're drinking it through a straw. Yeah, it's so weird. I think you're getting ripped off on that. You definitely have to have the the like the beer glass type of feel. Yeah. Just, is it like beer coffee? Like the type of glass you drink it in, is that important? 
Um, I would say to a certain extent, like, um, so there's this like way of evaluating coffee and it's called cupping. And so people will do it in glass or ceramic, but cupping. Yeah. So like you just, it's, you've it's probably thing. seen, there's a, there's a video of this guy. Isn't that a thing you tasting. put those things on people's backs? <laughs> like those athletes? No. <laughs> and that cupping? Yeah, that's is. a form of it. Chinese people like that a lot. Is that, is well. that the same thing? I've heard cupping. It's not that, the same. The cupping thing isn't even real. Ah, oh, it's not the same. Uh, Michael Phelps. Y'all need to get more creative in this game, man. Yo, we've been around for like 20 the years. The roasting so. world championship and cupping. The world. Yeah, I think it's the world championship of roasting. But. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no. Sorry, go back to cupping. You're good. No, you're good. Come so basically, you just like take a spoon. After you do some other stuff, you like add water to it. You, uh, well, you, you grind the coffee, add water to it, and then you like smell it. And then you can like break the crust that forms as the coffee sits with that water in it. You break that crust and smell it again. And then you can clean the tops off. And then you like, and you, so you can taste all the coffee inside of it. But hmm. yeah, like so with all the nitrido stuff weird like it's so wild man like when did it when did it start booming do you have any idea like when coffee became or, like a big in which i fall specifically or, or in america i'm talking about like fancy coffee like good coffee not like mm. i think forever we've always had coffee yeah you know yeah but like in terms of it getting to this like becoming a big deal well i'm not the biggest like historian on on, on the coffee scene yeah but basically, like, there's three ways of coffee right now. And so the first way was, like, the original how you got coffee. Like, you were a rich dude and, you know, back in, like, this, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. And then the second wave came. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then the second wave came. And that was when, like, Folgers and Maxwell House and all these people had this big amount available to the, the, the public, like, the, the, the masses. Uh, and so now we're in the third wave which is really focused on uh, like the quality, where it's sourced from, you know, are you paying the people good wages, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of like nice, good things that sound awesome, but sometimes aren't actually fleshed out very well. And so as we're moving into the fourth wave, when, whenever that happens, there's talk about it, but hmm. um, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll actually see these, these loose ends from the third wave tied up and then, it's actually theory, like theory that it'll just be all about customer service only. Like that is the only thing that will be any different as, as a um, obvious thing. So like you see all these espresso machines coming out, you just push a button and it does everything. Yeah. Just as good as a, as a barista could do it. Yeah. But. Isn't that a bummer kind of? It kind of is. You it know? really is. It kind of ruins the experience. Like I want to watch this dude make me a cup of coffee because he's good at it and he likes what he does. That you got to think for at least a while. That's going to to some degree stick around. Like I like, so like a Keurig is nice mm -hmm. for like, wake up. I got to get to work. I don't want to make a whole thing so that you know. Yep. I'm be the only one. So make it, hit it, leave. Yep. But it's also nice to sit down with somebody or at a coffee shop, and have it in a different glass. Mm -hmm. And if, I don't know, even if they cured it in the back, I have no idea. Yeah. But it feels different. Yeah, the feeling is totally different, and. Yeah, and like that, that's one of the things that we want to answer as a company is like, how can we invade the home, the third place, the yeah, that's good, you know, everything, and provide some sort of ability to, um, what do you say, like, like help the conversation, uh, help conversations yeah, yeah. happen. Like you've seen on TV for the longest time that anytime a, a character comes over to the house, the first thing the person asks them is, "Hey, would you like some coffee?" And they go make mm. coffee every single time. And so I don't want to get away from that being 
um, being the common thing. Like not because I sell coffee and I want people to buy my coffee, but because they will usually sit, be sitting down and having a conversation over these cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's super simple. Yeah, especially like in a time where if you want to date somebody, you have to get on an app. Yeah. And if you want to make friends, you can play Xbox and talk to people online or yeah. like most of your engagement with your friends is done via messaging or whatever. Yeah. I think that I really believe this. And it was said on uh, that Carlos Whitaker podcast. He was talking about his daughters mm-hmm. or his kids and like how like they're on their phones all the time. Except for you can see like there's this longing for something different. Like they, mm-hmm. they even That's acknowledge good. it. And so you, you got to think that there's going to be something special about that time. Maybe we won't sit down over the next 10, 15 years and have as many cups of coffee. Yeah. But I think the ones that we do have will be more meaningful. Mm, that's good. I don't yeah. know. I can totally see that. Because that community, I don't think you can replace it. I think no, you can face automate everything. It's seriously, I was, I, in my opinion, is like one of the most important things in life. Like that yeah. face-to-face community. Yeah. Like that, that's your tribe. That's, those are the people you're gonna, like, that are going to fight for you and defend you and protect you. Yep. So if you're missing that and it's all done through a phone, like you don't feel that. And you, and you, so you don't feel safe. You don't feel protected. You, you don't feel like anybody cares about you. And so it leads to a lot of negative thoughts about yourself. Yeah. Which may be a, a problem for a lot a large majority of people. Yeah. Um, that longing for that community or somebody to care about them. But yeah, that's that's just my own personal view of it. Um, yeah. So I, I want to be if if I feel that way about it, I want to make sure that I'm providing some sort of escape or an out for this desire. Yeah. Here's what you should do. I had a great idea. Let me know. You should start a podcast. Okay. <laughs> In this podcast is you take two people that don't know each other and they do a podcast together over your coffee. Just mm. two random people. And All if you right. can get into like, especially if you can get into like conflicting people, like if you can get people from different religions, like that naturally wouldn't mm. brush shoulders or whatever and just set them down and record a podcast. I think that's fire. And that's I a great idea. That and the whole time, like folks. every five minutes, you just break for an ad about your coffee. <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> like a Spotify ad comes yeah. in with the, the well, or not Wells Fargo, it's the, uh, one of those super annoying commercials that always comes on. Always pops on. Yeah. It's probably one of ours. Totally do that. Conveniently. Uh, um, no, you should do that though. I don't know. I, I just think, I just think things like that are, um, I think just that community aspect. Like that's why I like yeah. going to the brewery or um, going somewhere just like, it's not always about the coffee. Mm-hmm. If you can make great coffee, I think it yeah. makes the experience that People much better. People like a great thing made for them. If it tastes awesome, yep. it's just going to help the conversation happen better. For sure. If all they're complaining about how bad something tastes or sure. the service or whatever, then like that's all the focus is going to be on. But if something's great, they have nothing to complain about. Yeah. People like to focus on the negative stuff really, really easily. Yeah. And so if everything's great, the conversation happens better. That's not. That's probably not a good thing about us. Yeah. <laughs> like we live in this country that's uh, we're pretty safe. We got a lot, a lot of good things going for us. Mm-hmm. We can just like what we're known for is just sitting down and griping. Yep. Just complaining. Yeah. I've definitely learned through my travels in China and Laos and stuff that it's, there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. That go missed. Like just the, the whole idea of like, we don't have to farm every single day of our lives now. Like one of the, one of these people that were taking, that was taking us around Ethiopia, uh, she said, 80% of Ethiopia is still like farmers. And, really? And so that, that fact just blows my mind that in 2018, this country still is farming for a living, like just to make their own food. So like none of that even gets really exported. Some, some of it does, but like all that goes back to them just to eat food. That's wild. And it's wild. We're very Road lucky. systems. 
Are you thankful that road systems are a thing? Like, there's so many, also in Ethiopia, like, you just drive on a dirt road for hours, and it's a short distance. It would take a couple hours, but it winds up taking twice or triple that because just the roads don't work very well. Man. It's weird. So, question. Hit me. What do they think? What do they think over there about Trump? Honestly, like, people, I, I figured people would see a tall white American and just want to only talk about Trump all the time. They didn't. Or, like, say anything. They didn't care. They, like, they have so many more things on their plate. Like, they, they have their own opinions, I'm sure. And, like, I've heard some. But they didn't, it wasn't just, but like, it wasn't like, offered to you. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, like, this hateful, I hate Trump thing. It was more of, like, a, that's Trump. Have you met? Have you, uh, have you heard about Trump? Did you hear what he said the other day? Have you met yeah. Michael Alaya yet? I actually met him the other day playing Ultimate. Uh, okay. One of his new coworkers, uh, Bryant, yeah, came down and played Ultimate. He actually played at uh, University of Michigan. Cool for their like team. They're really good. So I met him and he's like, "Yeah, I actually work for Dexter." Like, oh, yeah. So Michael came over and hung out for a second. Cool. Met him. Yeah, he's cool. Did he? He goes to. He goes to China pretty regularly. I saw that, and that's what we talked about. He's like, "Yo, we're both China guys." Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's cool. Yeah, y'all need to get together. He's uh, a. So we said. He's a really, really cool dude. We sat down and did a podcast recently, and it was just like, I was like blacking out during the podcast. He's like the smart, smartest How is dude, he? man. Is he uh, your age? I think he might be a year younger. Okay, be, okay. I, I knew there's like some gap between your age and my age, but. I don't know, but yeah, he's a good dude, man. Like a lot of humility. That's good. And, and really kind of a That's a good thing cool to hear. Deal. But yeah, they'll both mm. spend time over there. Yeah, I was I, I would look from uh, Instagram in China, which is blocked, but. Uh, yeah, I would see like Dexter, like the whole Dexter thing was like taken off and Michael was traveling to like Chengdu and Shanghai and all these places like, dang, how did he get here? He had to sit on a 12 hour plane ride. Like not many people are just willing to do that like uh, once a month. He's just killing the game, man. Yeah. I, I can't wait to go check it out and hang it out and see what it's about. Yeah. I've only been able to see through Instagram, so I don't know much. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool setup. We can roll up there soon. Let's do it. So what's the, what's the future of the company? Like if you're just gonna dream it out, like what's oh, what's man. it look like? If you want me to dream right now, let's do it. Uh, so like basically would be to secure like an air, like a legit area for like a main, kind of like a manufacturing center, but mo- mostly for the roasting and spreading of the coffee, like packaging and all that stuff. Um, and then either partner with somebody or or do it ourselves. Um, and open up our own type of coffee shop just as a launching pad and a place that says, hey, this is us. You can actually see us and feel us because, you know, like online stuff, like you can try as much as you want, but it's not the same like we talked about. Um, so we just want to be able to give a place where you can actually be with us and, and see what we're about and see our values and stuff played out. Um, so that'd be cool. And then we would also like to do a training center uh, for local coffee professionals that would like to, or, or even just like the home person that wants to get involved with like studying and learning about coffee. Cool. Um, we are in the middle between Oklahoma city and Dallas and both of those cities and some other places around Oklahoma have training labs and things like that. So we just think we're in the middle. Like why not? Yeah. Wish falls coffee is growing. Um, so we want to hit that before like it just is gone and is, you know, it isn't happening. Yeah. Um, we'd also want to do, uh, origin trips specifically, mostly to China, but also other places. But basically what that would look like is we want to give a cultural experience for the coffee that you're drinking as well as like educate you about it. So you would pay for the class and pay for the, the, the travel and stuff like that. And we would take you out to these places and you would live 
in the community with these Chinese people. We go out and eat Chinese meals um, and be with those people and, and just kind of give you this real experience of like what living in these other areas are, are is, li- is like. Yeah. And I think that would... That's super not, cool. not as, Yeah, it wouldn't only be like a cool thing. It would teach people a lot more than just coffee because like we talked about earlier, like our company is not just coffee. It's more than that. It's about people and, and people coming to know each other and, and talk together Yeah, and have these tough or just have conversations in general. I think it's lost, man. I think people, I think it's going away, but I think the demand's going to be high yep. for community. Yep. Yeah. So I just want to hit that on before, before it gets lost. I want to be the, the guy crying out in the wilderness for it. I think it's deep in our DNA though. You know, I don't think we don't want it. Yeah. I think that just sometimes we like the easy route. Yeah, we like always. the cure route. Yeah, we want to take point A to point B as fast as we can. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that, man. Like I, it's it's nice to have something. Man, they make Keurigs now, which this might as well be a Keurig podcast. Many times I've said it, but for baby formula, <laughs> like you can oh, yeah. put it in there yeah. and it just perfect temperature. What? That's 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 weird. That's the greatest thing ever. It's so cool. It's so convenient. But I think when you get lost in inconvenience, yeah, yeah. your focus only becomes how convenient can my life be. Yeah. And so then you have no real difficult challenges. Like yep. you have nothing you really are being pressed about and lo- like grow through. Yeah. If you can just take, push the easy way out every single time. For sure. You, do you cook a lot? Gonna, do I cook do a lot? Do you cook food a lot? I would like to, but I, I just don't. It's yeah. not, I haven't ever done it. I was, you know, I'm still kind of a young dude. So college wasn't, there's was no cooking there. For sure. It's just Whataburger and Chick-fil-A. Which sounds great. Yeah. But there's something about like making a meal. Oh, yes. To like... Even if it's not as good as Whataburger, because it probably won't be. Yep. I don't know, just the whole process of like going through it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like being an entrepreneur. Like it really is. Like it's definitely a good visual. Yeah, and the the late nights, like it's not always fun. It's not always easy. Yep. But I think if you're like a true entrepreneur, like if you love business, mm-hmm. if you could choose, if you could just get be a billionaire overnight and get out, I don't think you're an entrepreneur. I think you're chasing money. But it's that grind. It's that every day, like waking yep. up. And then being the last one to leave, feeling alone a lot of times because everybody else left. Like, there's something mm-hmm. about it. And so I think it's kind of a core representation like coffee. Yeah. I make totally. I make coffee every morning. I make more cups than you might make in half the time. Yeah. And my Keurig. Maybe. Shout out Keurig. But I think I think it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. I think, mm-hmm. I think you had said this to me a long time ago, which I love, like, when it comes to coffee and really life. But, like, a lot of people just don't know they don't know mm-hmm. when it comes to coffee. Yep. Like how many people will have been drinking the same coffee their whole life and have no idea there's a much better product out there? Yeah, seriously. It's and it's it's not like it's out of reach either. Like yeah, you're gonna have to spend more money on it, but you're getting if you if you just follow simple steps like simple little rules that just come with the the new the newness of this cool yeah. coffee, like it's gonna make your your experience so much better. Like I I remember always growing up hearing like my grandpa talk about. Oh man, I gotta drink this sludge today, but I gotta have caffeine. And he always refers to it as sludge. I don't know why. Um, but I'd always had this negative view of coffees can never taste good and it's always bitter. And I'd always, you know, like everybody else, cream and sugar had to have it. Wasn't yeah. a thing, had to have it. But then, you know, like everybody, every other coffee professional uh, has their story of how they got into specialty coffee. And it's always something like a, oh, I was at this coffee shop and they had an Ethiopian on, on, the, on the brew bar. And when I put it in my mouth, it was just like blueberries everywhere. It was insane. So that happened to me. And so like since then, I'm like, okay, this is a real thing. There is really yeah. a difference. And then going to China and learning about how to taste coffee and like being yeah. certified to do that and grade coffee. Are like, you certified? Yeah. yeah. You're certified to what? Uh, it's called the Q grader. 
uh, or quality Arabica grader through the uh, who's that through? Crap, this is bad. I can't remember who it is. Uh, World Roasting quality, Coffee Quality Institute. That's who it is. CQI. Okay. Yeah. So it's a real certification. You get to like taste coffee and certify coffee as a certain score. So you get to do that. I can. Yes. Do you just go places and just leave scores? No. No. No way. You should. That's what you should do. That'd be messed up. But I just want to let you guys know I'm certified, and That's I want true. to taste your coffee. And then just what's the scale one to ten? Uh, it's zero to a hundred. Zero to a hundred. Yeah, but the specialty scale specifically goes from eighty to a hundred. So what's your coffee? I don't know. I mean, I haven't like been able to sit down and actually like grade our coffee. I would say well, we buy like 80, 84, 85 plus coffees okay. on the on the rank, but like you can always. It's like one thing people always talk about is, oh, this is this is specialty coffee, but just because you buy special specialty green doesn't always mean that your end product is a specialty. Okay. You can roast a good quality coffee bad and ruin it. Okay. And it not be good. So it's, and there's many ways you can do that, but that's always one thing I've always heard is, oh, we, we have specialty coffee and yeah. then I drink it and it's not good. I don't get it. You told me it's a specialty. Yeah. Why so it it's taste? also, how, it's how good the product is, but it's also how good the process is. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. That's wild, man. I think there's just a world that most people don't know is out there. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, I don't think most people It's have so any hidden. Idea. It's such a hidden thing. Like like I said before, like I thought I knew about coffee and then there's this just this hidden gem underneath the level that I had thought I knew about. Um and like after talking to the the World Championship roaster guy or the, the sorry, the American roasting guy and the American brewing guy, like they opened my mind even more of like what it's like to be an American running a shop and do competing in world competitions and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to compete in competitions, but I have appreciation for it. Yeah. It's insane the the amount of work you have to do just for that. And then they also had jobs on top of it. Yeah. So they were actually like grinding out the real job and grinding out like a competition for worlds. That's insane. Grinding out. Grinding out. You know, coffee. Yeah. There we, oh, go. There we go. Nice. Here we go. I see what you're doing. Um, That's all I'm hearing now. It's roasting and grinding. Yeah. And so if you ever go to Arkansas and you see Onyx Coffee Lab, check them out because they're really good at what they do. They're really awesome. Onyx? Onyx Coffee Lab. How do you spell it? O-N-Y-X. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, they're pretty Did you ever heard of that? I should follow them on Instagram. Yeah. They got a really pretty Instagram. I like it. Super aesthetic. You nerds. That's fine. It's Instagram. You would even get hyped about that. I would get hyped about it. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. I definitely would. (laughs) So, um, man, what's what's the next step for you guys? Uh, Right now, we're looking to get a bigger roaster uh like a like a legit i don't know i'm not sure what the brand would be yet we're looking at mill city um but we're looking for like a three kilogram to four kilogram roaster to really be able to put out mass product and not spend so much time just roasting um so we actually focus on sales and do other things like that more often cool yeah so i I would say getting that roastery space set up and packaging and all that stuff gone yeah how can people buy coffee from you uh, right now, Facebook, uh, on our shop thing, uh, facebook.com slash loft roasters is like the direct link. Um, or you can just search for us on there, but pretty soon we'll have a website out and, and we'll, we'll put more of that on Facebook. Cool. And y'all can ship anywhere. Yep. In the world. Uh, yeah. I don't be know about expensive. that. Yeah, real expensive. Real expensive. Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to do that. Maybe yeah. old and bad by the time you get it. That's cool, man. So we always end this podcast, uh, with Jared giving the world a piece of advice. Yeah. So what do you got, man? Like, I feel like you got something today. Like oh, someone, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like what would you, what, like what's something you want to leave the people with? 
Ooh. Man, I wish, see, I wish you told me about this so I could plan for this. No, man, you got it. All right. It's like a spirit-led question. Mm. Let's go with just reach out and be a neighbor to somebody. Like, that goes so far when people know that you're you're there for them. Just slow down and just be with them. Hmm. So, yeah, I would say to sum it up, just go out, slow down your life, think about how you can be a neighbor to somebody. Let's go. Yeah. So you didn't need time? No, I didn't. You need to come from the heart, man. That's good, man. No, I'm I'm incredibly encouraged by you and Joel and Ryan, Mm. and I think y'all's vision is is genuinely bigger than just coffee. And so I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked for the future. I'm excited to see what happens, and Mm. there's no way you guys can fail. Whether it be in this (laughs) venture or not, like you guys will continue to bring community and hope and joy and love to people. That's true. And uh, hopefully it's done through through coffee yeah if not that's fine we're gonna keep going if that'll be another coffee company yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep starting coffee companies we'll, we'll get jared works. to run the next one yeah hi jared hands up thumbs up he's not gonna work for you guys because he's trying to undermine y'all <laughs> i feel not. like he's, he's laughing like he actually is so we'll he's working for it. he's working on his own product he's got his own batch Oof. sounds like a Oof. drug a drug it thing uh, talking about green all the time yeah he's just he's got a money counter and Man, thanks for stopping in for a surprise podcast. Yeah, thanks for surprising me. I would have not done this had you told me about it. I know. I yeah, know you, you, knew. you knew. I know you wouldn't have. Man, I'm encouraged by you, though. Keep grinding. Thanks, man. Get it? Shut up. <laughs> Gosh. And we out. <laughs>